Yo, what is going on, family? I noticed when I came on to do this intro that my voice and my vibe are a lot more chill than before. It's because I just finished doing yoga and meditation. I gotta, gotta bump up my energy for this intro because it's a very exciting episode. Let me ask you something. Do you know what it's like to get punched in the face? Or punch somebody in the face so hard that you break your own hand? Or what kind of mentality goes into being someone who willingly walks into a cage and says, I am willing to fight whoever is in front of me. Whoo, that's a special kind of person. And on this episode, we have my brother Ty Savage, AKA Ty Gwerter, who is a professional MMA cage fighter. And now he gives us some crazy deep insights into what it's like to be a fighter that's in the limelight when you're winning when you're fighting through adversity with injuries dealing with trolls who want to tell you how to fight that haven't fought a day in their life what what is the heart of a warrior like in this specific sense of a cage fighting warrior boy this is this is an enlightening episode, man, because sometimes we don't see all the sacrifices and the uncertainty that goes into this lifestyle when you're doing it for the love of it. Oh, my man, Ty, my brother, I'm so grateful you did this one. All right, enjoy this episode, y'all. Peace. Hello? Yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So. For those who don't know, and you are legit the first uh, MMA uh, fighter, professional MMA fighter we've had on this show. And, you know, I'm assuming a lot of people that I know that listen to the show have never spoken to someone that they watch on TV. Like, as far as like an athlete, except for our CrossFit guy, but a, a cage fighter. So... You know, this is going to, you're going to give some, we're hoping you give some really great insight into what the psyche, the mind, the life is like. And uh, we're just going to have a good time, bro. Perfect. I'm down. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So you, we know you just came off of a pretty crazy fight where you, you broke both hands. Um. So I got a break, two breaks in one hand and I got a torn or ruptured tendon in the other. Bro. <laughs> And I'm I'm watching I'm watching I'm watching the fight I'm watching the replays and I'm like wait because you hit him with this um I think it was it could have been a right you dropped him with one of them I was like is My that the broken hand yeah no, that, <laughs> that wasn't actually the one that broke it so which is surprising what wait it broke after that um yeah I broke it I broke my right hand a little later in that round was maybe maybe about a minute later i'd say give or take how how do you keep throwing punches with essentially two disabled hands bro um i don't know it's i guess the adrenaline you know without all that pumping through your veins you don't really feel half the things that's actually going on with your body you know like <laughs> You know, throwing kicks and stuff. You don't really feel all of that up until, like, unless you get one one of those where it's like, ah, oh, that actually hurt. Like, you know, like, every now and then you'll get one of those, like, where you'll punch someone and you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, that hurt. Or, sorry, the language. <laughs> like, uh, I think I threw a kick early. In, oh, actually, it was the very first kick that I threw in the round. 
as soon as I walked out and threw that head kick and I felt like my foot hit the top of his, like right on his forehead. And I was like, ah, oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, we're going to right, jump right into this because there's this concept of like, I think about like the, what is it? The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Right. But this is a situation where everyone watching, even your opponent knew you won and the judges give it to the other guy. Like, how do you deal with that? You know, I'm honestly still trying to figure that out. Like, it kind of haunts me right now, you know? Like, this is probably the most, like, emotional I've been after a fight, you know? Like, given the circumstance and all that stuff, like, that was my last fight on my contract. You know, all kinds of different things that were, that are, you know, playing into that fight, you know? Like, now I'm two, two losses in a row, and... So, like, me wanting to win that fight is, you know, I wanted that more than anything, you know. And um, so, like, it's going, go, you know, going through that fight, watching it back and knowing that I won that fight. And even when that fight was done, like, most people don't really realize if they want to fight or lost a fight. But, like, I knew I won that fight, you know, as soon as that bell rang. And um, I feel like it was, it was stolen from me, you know. It's... It's more, it's hard, it's more, it took, it's like taking a dagger to the heart. That's what it literally felt like. I just was like, man, they really just gave him that win, you know? And um, yeah. like, I thought losing sucked, you know, I was undefeated for a while and losing my first fight, I was like, ah, all right, that stings a bit, you know, like, I don't want to lose again. Mm-hmm. And then I took my second loss. It was like, ah, whatever, you know, Lo- losing is a part of the sport, you know? And, but when you know you did everything to win a fight, and it gets taken from you, that's really the part where that really sucks. Yeah, yeah. What if, uh, like, what are some of the things that are going on when you're, like, thinking about it? Are you replaying, thinking, what could have I done different? Like, you know. Uh, you know, I've watched the fight eight times now. Jeez. And, like, I just keep trying to find things that I could have done different or done better. There is some things that I could build off of it, but it was like that fight almost was damn near perfect. You know, yeah. it was, that's mm-hmm. literally how it felt. And looking at, back at it, like, yes, maybe there's those little things that I could fix and tweak, but there wasn't anything big in that fight that I felt like needed to be changed. You know, yeah. um, like even breaking my hand and still being able to go out there or like this three injuries, you know, three different injuries in, in the first round, you know, it kind of, and then to still be able to perform like that going into the finishing the fight, it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you talked about like needing that win because like I think you had just been coming off an injury as well, right? Yep, back to back surgeries now. Yeah, was it that one? Wasn't your was it a knee or Achilles? Uh, it was my ankle. Yep. Ooh. So okay, can you tell us? Can you kind of help us? Walk us through like what it was like coming off of that injury, prepping for this fight, and now sustaining another injury. Um, so going into that fight, I had a little like it was like I rolled my ankle, didn't realize actually how bad it was going into that fight. Um, and then as soon as that fight started, you know, or like right before the fight, we walked out, coach was like, Remember, don't throw that kick unless you need to, because we know my ankle was already compromised a little bit, you know, and my movement was compromised. But um, I was like, Ah, screw it, throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it, and then I felt 
like that first kick right out the gates, I was like, oh, that that wasn't like I shouldn't have did that, you know. Oh. And then you know, my dumb ass was like, all right, let's throw it again just to, just to make sure that was what I really felt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> to make sure it's real. Yeah, you know, I, I, it was it was like it almost made it worse throughout the fight because my whole foot went numb as soon as that first kick was thrown. What? My whole leg went actually the from my knee down was completely numb for that fight. What? Um, and you know, coming off that injury, uh, that was um, took me about five months to recover from that before Wait, I started. Was it a full break or what? what that wasn't a break. I tore every tendon in my every or tech tendon, whatever ligament in that ankle, except for the Achilles. Ooh. So it was a complete destroy of all those ligaments and tendons. I was in there. Um, so they had to reattach two, two of the tendons, and I think they. Um, adjusted where one of the ligaments was supposed. So one, my ligament was there's an ankle or there's a ligament that rolls right behind the ankle, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of like, that's right along the uh, right along the Achilles, mm-hmm. and it goes right into the bottom of your foot from the from the from the outside over to the ball of your foot. So that whole one that wrapped around, that was the one that tore off a of place, and then the two the two tendons that hold it in place tore off as well. Um, so basically, all I had was the Achilles, which was left holding my my ankle to my foot together, and all that movement. Mm. And so they had to reattach that, replace where that tendon was. Um, so my tendon was hanging right over the ankle, and every time I would step, it would flip right over the ankle. So it was just oh. a loop. And so they had to put it back behind the ankle. They had to kind of carve out a little bit of my ankle bone, mm-hmm. so that so the tendon could sit behind the ankle again. Yeah. And just. So I've, I'm very mobile, like I'm very flexible. And that was also part of the issue of why I hurt that, had that injury. Like I'm very mobile ankles. Oh. And so that played into it as well. Um, so yeah, they reattached all of that. That was about five months of recovery, three months before I started walking on it again. Um, I literally didn't start kicking until, yeah, right around the five month mark. Um, like I still can... It's it's about ninety percent I'd say now, give or take. But um, I'd say there's some things that I still can't really do quite normal just yet. You know, yeah. like jumping rope for a long while hurts. It starts to hurt after a while, or it gets fatigued. Mm. Um, I now have to massage my calves and my ankle much more often than like normally, and yeah. so just because it gets all tight in there and yeah, it's all messed up. So yeah, long story short, there got back train for this fight as soon as i was able to walk again i asked for a fight i was like i don't even like <laughs> i was like can you book something as soon as possible yeah um, coaches were coach wasn't very happy about it he was like nah dude like give us some time recover like you haven't ran or anything he was he was right 100 right like but yeah. i was stubborn and i was hurting for money already you know i was ended up being a 10-month layoff and i didn't want Ooh. like you know I, I lost the last fight so i didn't get a full paycheck um and then here we are again same situation yo yo uh wait for when you uh the coach you're referring to because i know you work you also work with uh i think it's coach uh eric yeah eric eric was one who was like yeah chill out a little bit you just came off of surgery uh mr coach eric uh coach of mma coach of the year as of yes. today yeah <laughs> yeah he he be pissed off at me sometimes because i don't know how to take a sit take a seat and just chill out a little bit but yeah. it is part of 
who I am, you know. Now, have you um have you dealt with injuries before like this, or is this something new for you? Uh injury's been my thing. Football since I was young, I've always had injuries. Like I've broke my collarbone two or three times. Um, you know, I've I've actually have a torn labrum right now and a torn infraspinatus in my shoulder that I just don't really want to get fixed. <laughs> um, I've had injuries. I've this is my sixth and seventh time I've broke my my hands. I've had seven. Yeah, I've had seven breaks in my hands. Um, I've, I'm very. I've, I'm one of those athletes. I'm very. <laughs> but resilient. Yeah. But resilient. Yo, my mom would want me to ask you, why MMA? If all these injuries, like I may understand, but she may say, why? Um. No, it's well. Like people think that MMA is worse on the body than football is, and. I completely disagree. Football is way worse. You know, there's no weight classes. You got 300 pound guys <laughs> at full speed trying to take your head off. You know, yeah. um, granted, I played defense, which was I didn't have to worry about that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. Football, uh, fighting found me. It, mm-hmm. I always had a competitive nature in me, and I was like, even when I played ball, all I ever wanted, like, I played safety. And, my my biggest thing was taking people's heads off, you know. <laughs> I liked it, you know, just the feeling, just that feeling, bro. And um, yeah. fighting, and then I started knocking people out and fighting, and then I was like, "Ooh, I like this." You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I never wanted to be a professional fighter, to be quite honest with you. Like, really, never, never thought about it. Was not even close to an idea. And you know, I grew up around guys that fought and train and kickbox and all that stuff and it was just supposed to be one of those things that kind of kept me in shape for football season and mm. uh mm. turned out i had a knack for it and kind of ran with it yeah so how does it feel to knock someone out because you seem like a really nice genuine awesome dude you know and then when you get into the cage it's like wait a minute <laughs> yeah it's I, don't, I couldn't even explain it to you um like there's this little dark side of me that's like that enjoys that darkness, you know, like mm. the feeling of taking someone. It's almost like literally taking someone's soul, you know. It's like, <laughs> like you know, I don't know. Like I couldn't even explain it to you, but that feeling is not like nothing else. It's like that adrenaline rush, you know. You always you're gonna crave that adrenaline, and when mm. you knock somebody out, you crave knocking somebody out again. You just yeah. wanting that weird feeling that you can't even put pinpoint what it feels like. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it kind of speaks to the duality that exists in all of us, right? Where mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people, you know, I I feel like life is all about balance. Now I'm gonna get to the whole spiritual stuff, right? I feel like life is all about balance, right? Balance. Hey, I like, yeah, right. Where like I think, especially as men, you know, a lot of us are told to kind of calm down the I don't say aggressive side. I think aggression, when well-placed, is good, right? Yeah. Like, aggression is what allows you to defend, protect your house. And I Mm -hmm. think that the element where you're, like, you're essentially knocking someone out in the ring versus not knocking somebody out in the streets, you know, it's like, I feel like you need that that side of you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And there has to be some kind of rawness to be able to do this sport, like, rawness inside of you, you know? Um, Mm. I, I 100% stand behind it. Like most fighters mentally aren't all there. Like, you know, 
<laughs> like we all got a couple of screws loose. It's one that's the truth. Yeah. But yeah, how do you how do you think um how do you think that rawness plays into you know cage fighting? I think a lot, you know. Um, you know, majority of fights is one in the back before you even walk out. Uh Ooh. even throughout fight camp, it's you know, mentally, mentally, if you don't have that strength, that mental strength to push beyond that hundred percent mm. where you redline yourself, this is not this is not the sport for you. Most people can't can't tap into that, you know. Um it's something you feel rather than tell yourself. If you can like if you can wake that up inside of you, yeah. most of the time those are the guys that win fights or you know, and there's gotta be that dog in you that wants it more than the other person and that's that's where you get wins in this fight in the sport if you're one of those people that's a little tedious don't want to get hit you're a little afraid or any little any split percent of doubt that you have in yourself that that's how you lose fights wow just like that just like that man how do you think that like can be applied to like your everyday life oh that's a good question um Simple, I guess you could say how bad you want it, you know, mm. whatever it is. I, I I tell myself, like my success in sports, I always told myself from day one, how bad you want it? Like, how bad do you want to be better than a guy in front of you? How bad do you want to be successful? How bad do you want to make that money? Whatever, like whatever your drive is, I I remind myself how, how bad I really want it. And it's for me, it's just, I, I, I really just want to be successful in my own way you know whatever it is i conquer you know conquer all those challenges that emotionally and mentally that i have in front of me at yeah. place into fighting and and who i am today yeah like i wake up every morning and i just tell myself like you know you gotta have that rawness to you how bad you how, what are you gonna do today to make yourself one percent better than you were yesterday mm, damn and that that rawness man that that's that's something that i definitely want to keep in mind um, and I know like, cause I, uh, I trained with my, with my homie, Anthony Walter out here in Long Island and mm -hmm. he was a, he was a cage fighter as well. And it's something about y'all like, <laughs> you know, like I'm a nurse. Right. And there was a, there was a time I was like, yo, <laughs> I started training, you know, you know, when you get that bug, when you start training a little, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to take a fight. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got bit by the bug right there. Yeah. And then he was like. He's like, he looks at me like, really? So I'm also a nurse practitioner school. Um, I'm an oncology nurse. He's like, you got to be in this gym with me at least five days a week. And he's like, you have to keep in mind, this is fighting. Yeah. Like, this is fighting. And when yeah. I see cats like y'all in, in the cage, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, I could fix you up and beat you up. What do yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, So... Like, I know you, you know, I have like a list of questions I want to go through, but so you're originally Absolutely, from Hawaii, bro. right? Yes, sir. How'd you get from Hawaii, which has just this crazy fighting culture, all respect to the brothers out there. And how'd you get from Hawaii to Vegas? Um, so a couple of the boys that I trained with back home, they, um, so I'm gonna highlight Brad, Brad Tavares. He's in the UFC. He, um, he was part of the reason why I continue to do this sport. Um, one of my best friends, you know, he, he's older than I am. He's actually one of my brother's friends. And then I just came, became very close with him as well. And um, over the years, we've grown closer. 
but um he he got into the ufc back when i was 15 he got in when he was 21 um and like he would always tell me like i wish you would train or like take fighting seriously i could use you as a training partner you know as as i grow in this sport and to me it was like ah like i'll never be as good as you like you just beat me up you know like there's not a lot of middleweights to go around as well so like he also it was like i could use you as a training partner like you would and now for me like helping him meant more meant more to me than probably it meant to him you know and i wanted i wanted to be part of the reason why he was successful so when he told me that um some time ago it was like was like okay i'll get i'll get good like i'll start training take it seriously and if it helps you then i'm happy that makes me happy and you know i grew and he grew and he kind of helped me mold me into the fighter i am so um yeah, anyway, I got sidetracked on there. But uh, he moved to Vegas when he got into the UFC. Uh, my cousins moved up, and they all fought as well. And all the boys that I hung out with back home were all fighters. So they all moved to Vegas, the fight capital. Yeah. And uh, I graduated high school, and it was like I could have played college ball. Well, I did play college ball. But it was like, do I really want to take it seriously or, like, you know, just it's hard to play ball. You know, you got to be one in a thousand kid that makes it to the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I did very well in high school. Um, I had scholarships to a whole bunch of schools like, you know, University of Washington. I had a partial scholarship to go play ball at LSU, all those schools. Mm-hmm. And I got injured my senior year, uh, blew my knee out, and all the scholarships went out the drain. Like, it was, uh... everyone was like, well, yeah, you got hurt. We don't want to wait on you. Kind of like it would have been a wasted redshirt year, all that wow. stuff. And, uh, I got to UNLV and, you know, did spring ball a little bit. And I kind of just, I got over the politics and the favoritism and mm. played some, played some, uh, Canadian, not Canadian, but I got, played some semi-pro ball. I got invited to play in Canada, play for the BC Lions. And then I got hurt again. Mm. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm tired of being hurt. You know, I'm just, yeah. here we are again getting hurt but um yeah. uh yeah so I, I stopped playing football i just focused on work in school and then part of me was kind of getting that itch back to kind of be competitive and i didn't know what yeah. else to do i was still training a little bit like just casually you know like ah, i'll stay in shape go punch some people train spark, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like man i think maybe i'll fight you know mm. had my had some kickboxing fights. You know, I, I, tr- I had some kickboxing matches back in Hawaii, but it was like, maybe I'll actually do this for real, you know? And, you know, one of our old coaches, um, Sean Tompkins at Tap Out had mentioned, he was like, hey, he's like, you pretty good at this stuff, you know? Let me know when you want to train. And then, you know, I never got back to training, but because he he passed away and stuff and I was doing all this stuff. And then, yeah, I just kind of stuck with it. When he told me that I have a knack for it, I kind of was like, ah, okay. Like, where we go this, and you know, and I ran with it. I fighting found me, and yeah, grateful for it. What is the difference between like prepping for a kickboxing match versus transitioning to like MMA, bro? Ah, man, MMA is like you got everything. You know, it's mixed martial arts. You know, you got all arts. You got people that do did judo their whole life, wrestled their whole life, that did karate their whole life, and then. And then you got kickboxers and then you got boxers, and you know, like that's already five, six different arts <laughs> off the top of my head. You know, you got 
who knows you got these guys doing wang chi or whatever that's called like <laughs> like that's enough that's just more stuff like you you're gonna you're bound to come across somebody that's got some kind of art specialty in their background and you got to prepare for that as yeah. opposed to just kickboxing or just boxing it's like all you got to worry about is that one art you know you like yeah you may be a badass striker but this guy could totally toss you on your head and beat you up on your back yeah. <laughs> and so now you gotta worry about that you know and you know, mma is just hard to prepare for yeah i know i i saw an interview that you did that uh you sparred with uh francis and ganu yeah every now and then we'll spar i didn't really spar with him for this fight obviously not like i don't know why they kind of twisted it that way into me I didn't really spar with him for this fight. I don't. I don't Not spar with in general, though. Just like you know, yeah. yeah what, what is that's that alone is crazy to most people. Because how much do you weigh? You look like you uh, walk around at two hundred. Out of camp, out of camp, I'm about two or five, two ten. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't look like you look like you're a sturdy guy. I was like, because yeah. you are ripped one eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It still kind of blows my mind how how shredded I get. I like being thick. If you ask me, I'm screw the abs. I just want big shoulders and big back and big legs. We're good. Well, yeah. What is that like fighting against? Because Francis, he's like what six four. Six four. He walks around two seventy, give or take. Um, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> like. Part of you just don't want to get hit by him. Like I don't mind getting hit, but he's a dude I don't like getting hit by, and he's <laughs> and he's really controlled, you know. But like when he first came to Extreme and trained with us, I sparred with him, and I was like, like part of me, like I said, I'm a little psycho. I I was like, yeah, I want to get around him, Francis, <laughs> and he wasn't very like you could tell who the guys are a little more green in the sport, where like their control is a less a little less. Not, not as good, I would say. There's like you can control that power, you know. And yeah. in the beginning, he was a little more spazzy with it, like mm-hmm. now yeah. he's cracky with a good one, and you're like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> Take a step back, and you don't want to spar no more, you know. <laughs> um, he's actually dropped me a while back with when he first started training with us. He he hit me with fuck. I'll be honest, I don't even remember. He hit me with something. <laughs> He and he kind of flash rocked me, you know. I was like, um, I was like, all right, well, I better put my hands up. <laughs> and, yeah, so you know, sparring with a guy like him, obviously, you got to be very, very tentative. Like, you got to pick your shots. He's a lot better now. I don't mind sparring him now, but um, usually during fight camp, when I got a fight lined up, I don't really spar with people outside of my weight class because obviously the risk you know i don't want to get hurt now i don't can't fight or whatever it is but um yeah no i had mentioned in the one that interview uh, that i did i was like yeah i spoke to francis about i was like yeah like hey francis how tall are you he's like i'm six four and then i was like damn you're two inches shorter than a guy i'm fighting you know (laughs) 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 yeah what was that about is that because i know there's weight requirements but this height stuff is just they just let it go yeah, that's not a problem as long as you can make weight, you know. Uh, but six six at middleweight—that's mad, bro. Like, that, <laughs> I was—they said six six, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> I, mean, I was longer than him, which was still amazing to me. Uh, I thought he would have been much longer than he um, than I was. I had, I think, maybe an inch and a half reach advantage on him. 
I mean, which didn't really make much of a difference anyway, but six, six is still, I felt like I was, I was just missing him a bit on some of my punches. Mm. So what is your, um, if you say someone was just looking to get into like martial arts, um, what would you recommend someone just get involved with? Um, you know, if you're, I, I, I'm kind of against the whole thing with kids, especially with kids, um, staying away from contact sports for, you know, at a really young age, like this whole brain trauma stuff is a big deal. I'm one of them. Um, like a lot of parents want to stick their kid into kickboxing at like six, seven years old. Like, dude, wait till he's like 10 or 11, you know, that is, that is brain develop a little more. And, you know, like kids don't need to be taking that kind of punishment. I mean, football is different too. I guess you could say kids don't really hit each other that hard in football, but they don't need direct contact to their head um anybody else i'd say like start small you know start with one art you know play around with these little different arts that you know one of them might stick with you some people that'll try to start kickboxing aren't very good at kickboxing but they'll go and try and do jujitsu and that stuff just clicks for them you know so try everything and see which one you like the best and then that you can grow from there you know you you build from one and one get you know, the one that you actually sticks to you, you can get good, you get really good at that. And then you can build with all the other stuff right behind it. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're always yeah. going to progress faster at the one that sticks with us better. You know? Yeah. Which one is your favorite? Oh, well, your go-to kickboxing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that was, that was just for me. It was right away. You know, I, I didn't really, I didn't even, when I first started training, it was like, it was natural. You know, yeah. I was able, I, I wasn't one of those awkward punchers or kickers. I actually just, <laughs> for some reason, it really just worked out for me really good. Yeah. And, and then I started wrestling a little bit. Um, I slowly fell in love with wrestling uh, mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. I'm definitely better at wrestling than I am at jujitsu. Jujitsu, I'd say my weakest. Yeah. Uh, just, just not, not that I don't like it. It's just. It doesn't click for me as quick, you know? Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little stupid or something. My brain doesn't. <laughs> my brain doesn't figure out shit there. You know, it's like, uh, what do I, I do mean, here? Jiu-jitsu is a science, though, bro. That joint is tough, exactly. man. Yeah. It's tough. Exactly what you said. It's science. <laughs> Ask me to do science. I'm like, but what? <laughs> Come again? But, yeah, right. Yo, you mentioned something about being one of those people who've had brain injuries. Uh, can you take us through that? What do, what do you, can you expound on that a bit? Um, so off the top of my head, I've probably had over actual diagnosed concussions. I've had maybe over 10, give or take. Um, I had a game back in, uh, back in high school. I cleaned the guy out um, head first. It was just, it was just a bad hit. Uh, knocked myself out, carried on a stretcher. Whoa. Um, and then was one of those where, like, you kind of can't be in light very long, can't have yeah. the sunlight. I was one of those. Um, so I've had my fair share of brain trauma. And I've probably had three or four since I've been in fighting. Um, so back when I was making my pro debut in California, California is very strict with commission. Um we had to do brain scans and stuff. And my, my doctor actually read back my CT scans and was like, I have early signs of um, brain, whatever, all that stuff, brain trauma and stuff like that. CTE? So like, I don't, yeah. So I'm one of them. 
Uh, oh. You can see the like. I got to see the scans and stuff. You can see all the black spots in my brain and stuff. It, I used to have very. I used to have problems with head, headaches and stuff after high school, and it finally went away now. And I don't get them as often as I used to. I don't get hit like I used to. Um, but it's all from football. Whoa, whoa! All from football. That makes sense. Football's yeah. football's a rough sport, especially oh. at safety. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially safety linebacker, running back. You know, uh, oh, sorry, I shouldn't take it back. Linemen who are engaging constantly, but yeah, oh yeah, man, what was wow? What was that like when you when you're when the when the uh, when the doctor told you about you know these early signs of CTE? What was your reaction? Nah, I didn't really care. It was like it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like ah, uh, like I knew I'd pay for it one day, so. <laughs> It's, it's you know you live and you oh wait i can't say you live and you learn you kind of just live and go on yeah <laughs> you know? it's like i i knew what i signed up for so it wasn't one of those things where i was like ah, maybe i should stop doing it like nah like if i get to lay in my deathbed one day and be like yeah i lived it to the fullest and without regrets you know i yeah doesn't bother me at all yeah. I, I actually when you i was he's like oh you know your brain scans you do have early signs and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, so you going to clear me to fight next week or what? Like, <laughs> like, and yeah, that's all I was worried about. I, like, I got in the car and I was like, cool. He said, good. <laughs> I wasn't even worried, to be honest. Yo, and that's like the, the mindset of fighters that, you know, my boy Anthony was like, like he's just by being around him, I'm understanding that mindset of fighters. It's way different than that of like the general public. Yeah. You know, like the, the clinician in me is like, when I hear that early signs of CT, CTE, I'm like, okay, what do we need to do to, you know, to start reversing some of that or like, you know, step away. But then also now the, the budding martial artist who's learning is like, I also understand why they're still going to fight. Yeah. Like you're, they're going to fight. We're gonna fight. They're gonna fight. It's, it's, it's also human nature, you know. Like we're we're obviously gonna do what we want to do at the end of the day, and um, like you could tell us how crippled we're gonna be or whatever. Like if you want to do something, you're gonna do it. And yeah, it's what it is. That's, we want to do stuff that we want to do that makes us happy. And and, and I think that that just kind of <clears throat> helps illustrate why cage fighters are cage fighters. You know, be, that's why that's why they're in there. That's why you guys are in there doing it and other people aren't, mm-hmm. you know? And speaking of other people aren't, this is something that I wanted to get at. Yo, what's up with these trolls, bro? Oh, man. They don't give up. They just, they just keep coming. <laughs> Yo, social media trolls. So for, for those listening, the social media trolls on, on, on athletes are crazy. We're like... Nine to those to you. I'm talking to you, bro. Like it's like great. I'm I'm reading the comments right on 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 some of your posts, um, and you're getting mad love. It's gen- generally it's mad love because those that know you are supporting you. They saw the fight. They'll support you either way. But then you got these comments. I'm like, this dude is saying what you should have done. Yeah. Like, and I go click on his page, and he has like like the skinny neck. I'm like, wait. Call it, we call them couch coaches. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, 
it's the darnest thing where people forget that yo know, professional athletes are people. And like, are you do you really think you're gonna walk up to Ty Guerrero and tell him, you know, yeah. you should have done X? It's one of those things where I they just want attention. Like yeah. their mama ain't giving them attention, their girl ain't giving them attention, whatever it is, your dog ain't give you attention. Like you you're trying to get some attention on Instagram from somebody who's on TV, and then when they give you some wise ass answer back, now you're all happy. Like those people got issues, man. Like, yeah. you know, I don't I don't understand it. Um but I get it. Like you obviously want attention. It's they're trying to get it from somebody. If they ain't getting it from whoever is close to them or whatever childhood issues they've got, they they're trying to get it from somebody and they want to be somebody, you know, like, Oh, I'm commenting on some dudes verified Instagram. And he wrote back to me talking shit like, yes, mission complete. Like I'm happy. Like, yeah, yeah. but you're also an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually had, I, I haven't had a troll in, in a while it's been like it's been actually nice and i have to feel like i gotta fight with somebody and i to me i don't care like i don't mind talking shit <laughs> like i'm from hawaii like we talk we grew up talking shit that's the first language <laughs> you know and um it so like if you want to talk shit to me prepare prepare for me to get some low blows at you because i'm gonna stick them you know <laughs> like i'm gonna make sure i'm like I, I hate to say this but i'm gonna make sure you probably call your mom after i'm done with you you be like hey mom do i really do this like <laughs> i will ruin you believe me believe me <laughs> but i'm I'm overall a nice guy like i like i appreciate all of it you know like at the end of the day as well i think i try to remember that people hating on me is also fans you know mm. either either you watch me to lose or win i get paid for it yeah. but it's just Sometimes it's annoying when, like, I actually had to troll this last fight. Some rant. I, I think it was a lady or a dude. I don't know. With, like, two followers. and oh, Like, it was actually someone's page and was like, oh, yeah, you lost that fight. And I was like, I wrote back and I was like, uh, what did I say? Uh, oh, no, I didn't say anything. I just put a question mark. And they wrote back. Um, they sent me a video of their son grappling, like, four-year-old son grappling saying oh my son grapples better than you and i wrote back i, I said yeah probably but i hope he learns how to judge a fight better than you do <laughs> and then um and then they said something i don't remember what they said back or, or something like oh like what fight were you um what fight did you watch like i was like i was in the fight like were you an idiot you know um and then they sent me another vi another video of their son and saying like, oh, my son grapples better than you. Um, you lost that fight, this and that. And I just wrote back. I was like, does it make you feel good to know that I got robbed out of my second paycheck? Does it make you feel good to know that now I'm injured? I have one paycheck and I have to make that last to my next fight, which is probably six or seven months from now. Uh, and I put, I was like, does it make you feel good to know that you're shitting on my livelihood? You know, like at the end of the day, when I get, it's one thing to lose. Cool. I just like, I lost, if I lost, maybe I, I deserve not to get my second paycheck. But when that was taken from me, like now that's my livelihood. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to make my 11 grand, 10 grand last till the next five, six months, you know? And um, I said, I hope you're, I hope you raise your son to be a better person than you. Um, I hope his grappling skills become very great and learns how to judge a fight much better than you. Cause obviously you're a shit con. I told him. And then I blocked him. And then gotta come with the block. Gotta come with the block. Yo. I hope that remains. So whoever that is, I hope that really sticks. If you yeah. ever see it.
<laughs> Yo, that's real. Like when you talk about the the livelihood of fighters, like what people don't see. Can you talk, take us through like the investment, the financial investment? You know, where you gotta pay your coaches, you gotta pay for the, you know, you gotta, you gotta put up money, you gotta get insurance. You know, can you just take us through some of that? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all in a little bit on some stuff back from when I first started fighting. Um, so I used to live about 45 minutes away from the gym, and my two, so I had two jobs at the time, and I basically, I wouldn't say I'm homeless. I was homeless at the time because I did have a house. I just chose not to go home to that house. I, I used to work at the airport, which was 40 minutes from the house. The gym was 45 minutes from the house. And um, I worked two jobs back to back. I worked 16, 17, sometimes 18 hour shifts. And then on, in, between each session, each, in between each job, I would go to training. I would try to make it to whatever training session I could. I would shower at the gym. And then I would post up, sleep overnight for three, four hours before I go back to my first job the next day, go to work for eight hours, I'd have a two, three hour break, go to training, go back to my next job and shower again and do it all over again, sleep in the parking lot, slept in my truck. And I did that. I did that for about six months or so, five or six months. And it was, it's not that I didn't want to go home. Like I said, it's I, I'm not that I couldn't go home. It's just, I didn't want to, because that was 40 minutes of my rest that was taken up. So like, I would work at, what is that, Four, five, 5 in the morning. I started work at 5 in the morning, work till, what is that, 5 to 1, 5 to 2. I get off. I make it to try I take a, you know, 30-minute nap, eat real quick, go to my next session at 2.30, 3 o'clock or whatever. I go to pro practice till, till 5 o'clock, and then I'd shower up, go to my next job from 6 to 2 a.m., you know, shower up again, sleep in a car for three hours before I got to get up for my next shift. And oh. I, was, I used to sleep in two, three hour increments for six months straight, stacked oh. up as much money as I can. So I probably put away in that six months, um, I put away almost like a little over 30 grand. Um, and then my grandpa actually, was, he's like, I was, my grandpa was like, you know, I got some money saved away from for you. And you know, I think it's about time I gave it to you. He had like a little CD put away for me with like 20, another 20, 20, 30 Gs. So I was able to put away, I had almost 60 grand put away. And I was like, all right, I think this is enough to quit both jobs and focus on fighting. Like I'm taking a leap of faith here. And I was like, maybe this can get me by for a year, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I moved closer to the gym. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just, I was all in. I didn't fight for almost six maybe seven months after that i fought finally had my first professional fight which i only made seven hundred dollars doing wow and yeah and you know i was like all right whatever like 700 bucks for a good future whatever one one win one knockout 700 bucks for a better future and i was like, i still got whatever 60 grand in my pocket um and i just tried to strive on that i was like i like i sacrificed a whole year of working two jobs and just to be able to do this full time as long as I can, you know, and look where I'm at now. I haven't had a job since. Wow. That's nuts, bro. You want to talk about sleep deprivation, but desire? Man, what was it that kept you going when, when did you ever feel like, man, forget this, man. This don't make no sense, man. Um, there was a couple of times I've had a couple of times where I was like, 
said, man, like, I don't, I don't even want to struggle anymore. I wanted to, like, I struggle to pay my truck, struggle to put some food on the table. Like, I was even eating canned Spam for a couple of weeks and just eating, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't have a problem with that shit that I grew up on. Yeah. But it's, like, $3 a can, I can make two meals out of it, you know? Yeah. And I would, I would, if I had to eat a chicken sandwich from McDonald's, because it's two bucks, like, to make sure I would save my money for gas or, you know, to be able to stretch my money as long as I did, I did, like. I didn't really, I'm fortunate that I don't have to diet much from my fights. I can eat however I please. Mm. And I can eat like that, you know, have a $2 chicken nugget, a chicken sandwich from McDonald's and be all right. But yeah, uh, I made those sacrifices. I woke up every morning. Remember that song by, uh, uh, what's his name? You know, I got two jobs that I don't get tired. Oh, yeah. Whatever that song <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that song came out and I was like, Hell yeah. I was like, I would, get, I would like I would be at work like dragging, just hurting, man. And be like, I, I don't get tired. Like, I got two jobs. Bro. And um bro, and I, was, I used to tell myself, you got you ain't get tired. You get like, how bad do you want it every day. Yeah. How bad do I want it? Like, before any before everything I did, how bad I want it. You ain't tired. It's in your head. Like keep driving. Just keep driving. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? How do you think that affected like your your training and your recovery, not being able to sleep like that? Um, it, it, I did feel the lack of recovery, uh, but I was I was also young, you know, I was 22, 23. So you you can get away with that for a couple of years, you know. Yeah. And like I'm 20, I'll be twenty seven next month, so it's like since I've turned twenty from twenty five, I was like shit. Thank God you <laughs> didn't do that no more. I was like, I, I need my full seven. I need my seven hours of rest. I'm trying to get in an ice bath every day. Like, I'm, like trying to get a massage, bro. Like every, every little moment I can get some kind of recovery. And now I'm like, yeah, I need it. You know, yeah, it takes yeah. me like, takes me like 10 minutes to get out of bed. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, like I'm my neck, start shrugging my shoulders. And, you know, granted all the injuries, I am still young. You know, I could. Most people at 27 are still saying like, yeah, like I haven't feel it. Felt, I don't feel it too much yet. I mean, you've lived a life for that. Yourself. Yeah, no, you've lived a life that a lot of people your age haven't lived, and they haven't, you know, exerted their physical abilities to the place where you have. So they got so much more reserved in the tank. But you out here spending it, you know. Ben, dirty yeah. comes around like yo. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I feel that, man. Man, I'm trying to, like, scan my brain to see if there's anything uh, else I want to cover. Because you you gave us that really good insight of, like, the sacrifice, you know. Um, and I want to start wrapping it up with, like, what do you hope for next? Like, you, you just, you know, you said uh, that last fight was the last fight on your contract. You just came off of a two-fight skid. You're now healing. You know, a lot of people could say this is not the greatest time you know um what what is your hope within these next couple of months um you know like i like i said i was very i've been very emotional since this last fight um i actually had a little cry to my girl yesterday and was like you know like i'm in a situation where um you know i could this could very much be the end of my career, you know, five and three injuries. You know, a lot of people would probably call it here, but mentally I think the ceilings, like 
there's no limit for me. I'm an entertaining fighter. Um, you know, I think I can make whatever company I fight for a lot of money. You know, uh, you know, like you said on my post, more majority of the time I get all love. Yeah, you know, I don't get a lot. Of, I don't get a lot of trolls, and that just comes to show a lot of people will pay to see me or, or see me see me win fights or whatever it is. You will come to my fights. And I have people that's flown to watch me fight mm. that I have not a damn clue who they are. You know, <laughs> I believe like. My next couple of months, and once I get healthy, I believe you know I just got to get back on the horse, and you know I've I've already licked my wounds, I'm ready to get on that horse and get going. And whether whether it's with Bellator, you know, at the end I want to fight for the best, you know, Bellator to UFC, and whoever decides they want me to make that money, that's where I'm going. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy doing this stuff like to the death of me, and I I might have to take a little step back. Maybe if Bellator doesn't resign me, you know. Put a keep, put a couple of people out, and <laughs> maybe we will get resigned again. You know, yeah. And wherever it is, I just want to be entertaining. Yeah, and we've seen that with fighters, um, where they can have a quick skid, and you see the craziest turnarounds. You know, and so it's like we keep that in mind. I definitely want to encourage you to keep that in mind because I, but I already know you do. Um, but man, watching you fight, bro you got it man like Thanks, you brother. you got that talent you got that 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 killer instinct i see you put people out with like liver kicks head kicks it's like yo this guy this guy got it man so why you know if it's still in your heart to fight which i see it is man i'm praying for you bro uh, appreciate yeah, I that hope you keep it up man do not because you've come so far bro thank you uh i'll be back you know just got to get back to my winning ways and we'll be We'll be walking through the park again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, I'm so, yo, thank you so much for doing this, man. And